0: comment and share. I'm just coming to 11 this edition of hanging with Harley. Uh, CJ will be joining us shortly as well. just want to give you guys a heads up. You can find Harley over at the thelaroucheorganization.com, the LaRouche organization.com, uh where you know, he does amazing work as well as the schillerinstitute.com, schillerinstitute.com. Harley's latest article there is a well, you know, well-written read. Uh, it is called the long tradition of London Wall Street sponsorship of Nazis. If you've ever wondered why we've been on the wrong side of history since the end of World War II, or the closing of World War II, to till now, read this article, folks. And Harley spells it out exactly why we have an affinity for groups like the Azov Brigade in Ukraine, and in the past for other groups like ISIS and Al Qaeda Al- and. You know our veneration for people of like like Stefan Bandera and whatnot. You want you want the skinny of it? Well, here's a long-standing tradition that we have in this country of supporting Nazis. And with that being said, Harley, how are you, sir?
1: I'm doing fine. I'm out hunting Nazis these days.
0: <laughs> hey, we are like like that Clinton Tarantino movie, Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> that is what we are these days, Harley. We are Inglorious Bastards you know, um, exposing uh, the Nazi and globalist links globally. You know?
1: Well, you know, it was one of my associates, Anton Chaitkin. Oh, I love Anton, a, yeah. He did one of the first full exposés of the Wall Street connection and London connection to Hitler
0: yeah.
1: in his book, The Unauthorized Biography of George Herbert Walker Bush,
0: mm, which came yep.
1: out during the 92 campaign. And uh, by the way, it was interesting because James Carville in one of the movies on the campaign had that book on his bookshelf prominently displayed. What what Tony dug up was the order in 1942 issued by the Justice Department to seize the Union Bank Corporation of New York under the Trading with the Enemy Act. That was a bank whose American board of directors were two people, uh, Roland Harriman, and uh, Prescott Bush, the brother of Averill and the father of two uh, presidents, father of a president and grandfather of another president. They were, their bank was seized in 1942 after the U.S. was already in the war, but they had been funding Hitler by laundering money through industrialist Fritz Thyssen and also through other cartel agencies such as the Standard Oil Ige-Farben cartel And one of the attorneys who handled that for them was none other than Alan Dulles, who later became the CIA director, who brought the head of Hitler's Eastern Intelligence Organization, General Reinhard Galen, into the CIA, and then into heading the West German Intelligence Office. And Galen was a hardcore Nazi. And it's interesting, in in doing some research on this, I found that The head of U.S. military intelligence in the early 1950s, a man named General Arthur Trudeau, opposed this and tried to raise a stink about it. And Dulles had him removed from military intelligence to protect the Nazi networks that were brought in to operate supposedly as anti-Soviet agents. So there's a tradition, a long tradition of Denying Nazis are Nazis or saying that they're, they're the good guys because they're with us now. And that's what we're seeing with Ukraine and the Azov Battalion, where the Obama or the Obama, the Biden administration just forced through a $40 billion package with very little opposition, 11 Republican senators. And I think about 50 something uh, congressmen, almost uh, all of whom were Republicans but overwhelming bipartisan support to provide huge amounts of money to give arms to neo-Nazis in Ukraine. And it sort of makes a mockery of Biden talking about being opposed to right-wing hate speech when he's talking about what happened in Buffalo, and then turning around and defending $40 billion going to neo-Nazi militias. And it also makes a mockery of the whole idea that we're supporting democracy in Ukraine. So that's when I say I'm hunting Nazis. We're we're really tracking down these connections and trying to figure out exactly who in the State Department and who in the intelligence community is the channel for these policies, but we know where they're coming from. They're coming from Wall Street and the city of London because the same people who are behind the Great Reset and the Green New Deal are the ones who are behind the attempt to destroy Russia and China.
0: Absolutely. Over the weekend, it seemed that the, uh, uh, what I've noted, Harley, is the, the Polish president has visited Ukraine, and uh, it looks like, for all intents and purposes, uh, that the Poles are starting to creep into uh, Gilea, that region of the, of the Ukraine itself, so it's interesting how there's so many partner uh, parties at play here. You have the situation with uh, Sweden and Finland, and the Turks blocking them. Uh, this is not going well, and and, and the Swedish i mil- am sorry—the uh, the Ukrainian military is getting eaten alive right now with what the Russians are doing, uh, while the West sits there and gives them old equipment, um, and or equipment that doesn't work well, uh, because they know uh, if any sort of real effort is made by the West in Ukraine, it will be a straight-out act of war?
1: Well, the Western policy is permanent warfare against Russia, using Ukraine as the battering clear in a document uh, written by the Deputy Director General of the Royal United Services Institute, which is one of the oldest British defense, military defense think tanks. It goes back to 1831, and this character, whose name is Malcolm Chalmers, gave a speech which was titled, Cuban Missile Crisis on Steroids over Crimea, and what he argues is that, given that Ukraine now has uh, significant firepower, and some of what's being sent over there is being destroyed by the Russians, but some of it is getting into the hands of Ukrainian uh, military. What he argues is that they should immediately make a move on Crimea. And this would cause a Russian reaction because for the Russians, any attack on Crimea is the equivalent of an attack on Russian national security. And so he says that Russia would put their nuclear forces on alert. This would lead to a, as he called it, a Cuban Missile Crisis on steroids. But he said, this will create the opportunity for serious negotiation. Now, this is where you see the absolute insanity coming from London. But at the same time, the same weekend, the Henry Jackson Society, which is the neoliberal think tank, which which was founded by Sir Richard Dierloff of the Iraq Weapons of Mass Destruction dossier, the leading proponent of Christopher Steele, Uh, Richard Dierloff's think tank put out a strategy policy of how to cause an economic decoupling with China. That is to do with China what's being done with the economic warfare against Russia. And they basically say, well, this will badly hurt the Western economies, but it'll really hurt China. And then in the context of that, you could have a separation of Taiwan from China, and then a military confrontation with China. What kind of imbeciles, are these guys who actually think they could carry out and win a limited nuclear war when we lack the capability of imposing our will on Afghanistan. So you see this level of insanity. And then the final piece of this, this uh, new higher level of insanity is the Chatham House, which is essentially the think tank of, of British intelligence, the Royal International Institute of International Affairs.
0: That Steve Bannon belongs to.
1: Yeah. And they just announced that the new uh, chair of Chatham House's panel of senior advisors is none other than Mark Carney, the former governor of the Bank of England, now the U.N. envoy on climate action and finance, and the author of the Great Reset Plan, which is to set up a A compact among all financial institutions, major financial institutions, for no lending that goes to any company or any country which engages in activity which creates a carbon footprint. So now you have three leading think tanks in the United Kingdom, all of which are committed to policies that will lead to permanent warfare, permanent austerity, the destruction of the physical economy of the world mass starvation. And these guys are running around saying Putin is carrying out policies that are going to starve people. So, you know, this is, this is where we are right now. The lunatics are trumpeting what their plans are. And in the meantime, I think what Rand Paul said during this debate on the $40 billion is really quite relevant. He said that he doesn't think if this were put to a vote among the population, that people would support a $40 billion bailout of the arms industry with with no quality control of where this is going, and with the arms going into the hands, even if they do get to the Ukrainian military, is this what Americans want to do with their money when we don't have enough money to cover the needs for baby formula, hospitals, doctors, nurses, uh, infrastructure, and so on? So I, I think the question is, how do we get the American people mobilized against this insanity? And that's you know that that's really the relevant question now.
0: You want to know something, Harley? I think, you know, one of my business partners uh, in Sao Paulo, Brazil, said it best. He says the United States is at this point Venezuela, but with a slightly better currency. Hit the nail on the head. We are at the point, Harley, where we make nothing in this country. That this morning, a C seventeen Globemaster landed in an Indiana airport somewhere, unloading 78,000 pounds of baby formula from Europe. This from is where we are. From Germany, no less.
1: It's, it's like a reverse Berlin airlift. It really is. Yeah. This,
0: this is the wake-up call for every idiot American who's been asleep at the wheel. This is a wake-up call for those who thought, you know what, I'm not interested in politics. Well, let me tell you, politics is interested in you. And yeah. we, have, we are right now at the point that we have gotten where we cannot even feed the children, the most vulnerable population in our country, and we have to import that from another country. This is where, what we have gotten now at this point. And, and, and right. supply, chain, supply chains could be fixed very easily. It's not rocket science. It's not rocket science we no, are mean, in some sort of an a, 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 a asymmetric siege warfare being conducted on our own population, Harley.
1: We have a, a long-term brainwashing, which includes Russophobia and yep. xenophobia, anti-Russian and anti-China views. But it also, if you really dig deep down, it's anti-American views, because the policies pushed by the Biden administration, by the Obama administration, by the Bush administration, these are the policies of neoliberalism which essentially argue that a completely unregulated market economy is the only way to go yep. and they know the people pushing this know that if you have an unregulated free market economy the largest private actors will call the shots that's why blackrock is in the middle of so many things that's why the military industrial complex the the contractors the Uh, mercenary forces have so much power. That's why we're having our physical economy shut down. That's why we have to import baby formula from Germany. Yep. You know, and in Germany, there was last Friday, there were demonstrations in the state of Brandenburg, which is where I live now, where teachers were demanding the state not cut the number of preschool, kindergarten, and first three years of school teachers because they're now moving from 20 kids per classroom to 40 to 50 kids per classroom. And why is that happening? Because Olaf Scholz, the brain dead chancellor in Germany, who's in an alliance with Nazi greens is spending money to arm Ukrainian Nazis and taking it away from educating German children. Right. So you see this, this insanity across the board. Now, just one final note on this. The first speaker at the World Economic Forum in Davos today was Vladimir Zelensky. And he was greeted like a hero. And one of the things he did yesterday was give a speech where he called for the money seized from Russia, the 300-some billion dollars of Russian assets seized by U.S. banks and Treasury. He said that should be given to Ukraine for reparation and reconstruction. That's theft. <laughs> now the Chinese had an interesting editorial about that. They said if you do this, the dollar's finished because why would anybody want to hold dollar assets? Right. Now here's something that I think would be of great interest to your uh, the, the rogue news listeners. Instead of just complaining about this, we're pulling together networks of uh, strategic thinkers, of uh, veterans, of uh, of real fighters. And and we're going to have a conference this Thursday morning, an online conference at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And the four major speakers will be Colonel Richard Black, who's delivered some absolutely excellent uh, interviews that are available One of them is on the Schiller Institute, which now has over half a million views, in which he goes through how the U.S. military is being run by lunatics in the State Department and the intelligence community who are pushing us into a nuclear World War III. Also speaking will be Ray McGovern, a former CIA official, uh, used to be one of the briefers of President Reagan. He's now the the co-founder of the Veteran Intelligence Professionals for Sanity, which just put out an open letter to Biden telling him to cut this nonsense out. Uh, yeah. Admiral Tricarico, who's the former head of the Italian Air Force, will also be speaking, as will a top security official from France and Helga Zepplerouche. So it, it will be an online conference. You can find the registration for this at the theschillerinstitute.com. And I, this is the first of a series of conferences we're going to have, which will be moving policymakers, thinkers, and citizens of the United States and Western Europe to recognize that we must junk the existing economic and strategic paradigms, the uh, axioms that, that we live by, and go to a new architecture based on the idea of the American system of physical economy, and from that standpoint, then, cooperative relationships with other nations which wish to do the same, that is, with which wish to develop. Not to bail out Wall Street, not to bail out the arms merchants, not to give money to neo-Nazi units in in Ukraine. I don't know if you saw this, Vib, there was a very interesting video posted yesterday of some of the Azov Battalion uh, soldiers who were captured, yeah. in the Mariupol factory. Uh-huh. And the, they took their shirts off and they have uh, tattoos of Hitler, of Bandera, of swastikas, of various Nazi symbols. So the idea that these are not Nazis, which is what this uh, unlamented lost leader of the disinformation governance board denies that there are Nazis, even as she worked with them, uh, that's the fraud. That's why they have a censorship board. Right. They're not trying to stop disinformation. They're trying to stop information and intelligence right. from getting
0: out. Correct. Exactly right. And you know, the thing also is the fact that these guys had all sorts of tattoos. They had the Black Sun uh, tattoos and, yeah. and, and emblems and whatnot that was on them, the same type of tattoos and emblems that was on that idiot kid, uh, the Fed boy who shot up the uh, supermarket in Buffalo, who was a highly trained – Harley, have you seen that video?
1: No, I haven't seen the video. I've
0: seen the video and every professional I've consulted. When you see how that kid was transitioning from target to target, the the way he was gripping the muzzle, the way after he shot his victim and he was going to reload, he sought concealment and cover and then came out double tapping even those who are already lying on the floor dying to make sure that they're dead. He shoots them again. The way and at the rate that he was moving, he was incredibly trained. Weeks, if not months worth of training to get to that level. Training that could not be gotten from video games, Harley. So, yeah. this is where we are. This is, the, this is the crazy world we live in in the West. Where, sure. go ahead, Harley. V, and, and yeah, I was just
1: going to say that what makes it even
0: more crazy is that when you
1: hear the Democrats talking about it, they're saying we've got to stop this hate-filled rhetoric. And yet they voted almost unanimously. I think all the Democrats voted to give money to the Ukrainian military, yep. which has avowed Nazis in their leadership ranks. Yep. Then they, they talk about we need to keep guns from from the population. And we're providing guns to people let out of prison in Ukraine, we're giving guns to depraved neo Nazis in Ukraine. So th- th- it makes no sense. But the problem is that when you have a media that's committed to maintaining the lies, actually, one other point that's in my my new article is that this woman, uh, uh, what's her name now, Uh, Nina Jankovic, she worked with something called Integrity International, the United Kingdom Government Finance Disinformation Bureau, Which recruits people who they call clusters of leaders that they can deploy to carry out disinformation campaigns. She went from that training into Ukraine, where she worked with something called Stop Fake. Now, Stop Fake was set up supposedly by journalism students right after the Maidan coup in February 2014. It was set up in March 2014 by members of the Azov battalion who were putting out the line that it's Russian disinformation that Nazis were involved in the Maidan coup. Now, this woman, Jankovic, knew this. And yet she worked with them to say that anyone who says there are Nazis in Ukraine is, is putting out Putin disinformation. So, you know, you look at this picture and you see why they shut this thing down so quickly and tried to shunt her off into some hiding place where... Apparently, she's not going into a hiding place. She's out there crying to Chris Hedges and others uh, about or, um, how, how she's been mistreated. But she was there to cover up this long history of intelligence, CIA, State Department, protection of Nazi networks yeah. that goes back to World War II and even before that. Yep. Now, if people know this. And know that while you can't afford to fill your tank, you can't afford to buy bread for your family or find baby formula for your baby, we're providing arms to Nazis in Ukraine. I really think this is the point at which we're going to see a breakout with the anger not directed against people on a horizontal level, you know, the road rage against the guy next to you, but real anger at the establishment of both parties and the institutions of government that are doing this. Hmm.
0: And, and that's the thing. It's, well, you know, the, we are on, They're pulling this smokescreen, every distraction possible, Harley, to distract us from the imploding economy. And now the flavor du jour this week, Harley, is monkeypox. That's yep. the flavor of the week.
1: Well, I, I don't think it's going to last as the flavor of the week for even a week.
0: <laughs> I think, I think, I think right. people,
1: people have figured out some of these things now. But, you know, I, I, again, encourage people, instead of just trying to compile all the evidence you can, what we've got to do is talk to the American people, talk to the people in Europe about what they want for their future. Because if we don't remove the fingers on the nuclear button in the hands of of the Biden administration, the people around him, if we don't remove that, then we're gonna end up in a nuclear war. And people who say it can't happen haven't studied what happened in history almost with every single major confrontation up through and including World War II. And the fact that we nearly had a nuclear war over Cuba and we nearly had a nuclear war in 1983, 84, when the Russians moved the SS-20s into Eastern Europe and the U.S. moved the Pershing missiles there. That's when Reagan tried to establish the Strategic Defense Initiative. So there are things that can be done. And that's why, again, please, if you have time Thursday, or if you can't do it Thursday, it'll be archived so you can listen to it over the weekend. Our event Thursday at 11 a.m. at the theschillerinstitute.com where we have a top U.S. military figure. Uh, Richard Black was the head of the uh, military JAG unit, the the criminal division of the JAG unit in the Pentagon when he was in the military, then was a Republican senator in, in state senator in Virginia, and is now out there on the front lines trying to educate people on the insanity of these policies. Right. I think Ray, Ray McGovern, the uh, former head of the Italian Air Force, and Helga Zepp-LaRouche will give you a picture, both of what the crisis is, but what can be done to overturn it and to move us back in the right direction.
0: Yeah, exactly. Very well said. Harley, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, and thank you so much again for the writing that article, folks. Go check it out. LaRouche Pack, the LaRouche Organization, excuse me, the dot com. TheLaRoucheOrganization.com as well as SchillerInstitute.com Any last things you would like to say, Harley, before we close out the show? No,
1: that's I I said what I wanted to say. (laughs) And hopefully I I, I know you have listeners who are serious about the future. And we we really need to be evangelists for the American system.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And folks, you can find what that American system is all about. Go to theschillerinstitute.com and they have all sorts of wonderful symposiums and classes that they offer that you can sign up for a lot of live events and you will learn what the American system truly is it is not this vulture capitalism that is preached by these sicko globalists who use any means necessary to enslave you Harley thank you so much
1: I'll see you next week, V.
0: Definitely. Enjoy your day, folks. We'll be back tomorrow morning, uh, 11 a.m., regular scheduled broadcast, as well as Matthew Arad as well. Thank you all for listening in. This is V and CJ with Harley. Cheers.